When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Ah, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. It is Wake Up with Ray G. We in the building today, baby, and we are talking Trey Lon Burks. Prospect profile with Trey Lon Burks. The chat is already popping. Paul, Mike, Terrence, Lindsey, Mac. I had to get on Lindsey Mac ass the other day in the Discord. She ain't been here in a couple of days. I said, Lindsey Mac, I need you in the building. Fish, Cody, Joe, my girl, my boy E, Mike, y'all all in the building. Evan, good morning to y'all. I hope you are having a fantastic Tuesday. Hope last night was good to you, but it's time to get back to business, time to get back to work. And I just have to tell y'all once again, those of you guys listening, catching this on the podcast or checking this out a little bit later, Wake Up with Ray G is going to have its own podcast feed probably like in a couple of days so you're gonna have to subscribe to that on apple itunes spotify stitcher google play wherever you listen to your podcast um, make sure you be on the lookout for that we'll let y'all know when it's live free newsletter we will link that in the description below subscribe to that we got some dope news dropping in a couple of days jay i just got that information back so we'll be able to like do all of that here in the couple of next couple of days but jay i'm gonna kick it to you Say good morning to the people. Let us know any news that's going on because I need to go get my coffee real quick. So tell the people what's up. How are you today, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. Good morning to everybody. You know, it's Traylon Burke's day. News has been slow. Ray did say he was going to go get his coffee during the intro, so he must still be brewing it. You know, you know he likes that Nespresso. The Nespresso. So he's probably getting his espresso right now. But news-wise, there's not a whole lot. You know, post-Super Bowl, I saw Van Jefferson just had a baby. So congratulations to him. Seeing people getting married at the Super Bowl. I see our good friend of the show, Brooke Cromer, kissing the Lombardi trophy because her brother was on the Rams staff. It's crazy, man. It's crazy to see what's been right, going on. I saved, I you saved you from the worst filibuster of all time. You could have talked about anything. There's nothing to talk, talk about, man. Football just ended. sports-related. I hand Nothing's the show over on. to you, and I'm hearing Van Jefferson had a baby, and people yeah, getting man. married. Congratulations the worst, the worst filibuster of all time. We will never. I will make sure the coffee is brewed before the show starts, so you guys don't have to listen to 15 seconds of that. But Jay, I'm excited you're here. We got Traylon Burks today, and um, yes, sir. Here's the thing: um, single quarterback leagues. Traylon Burks is being talked about as the 101. Fine. You know, if you don't really like the running backs, if they don't get the draft capital you're looking for, uh, he's a freak, right? He's, he's a freak athlete. We'll take a look at some stuff later. But in super flex formats, this is where 
the conversation is really spicy and interesting. And while I'm not an advocate for drafting skill position players early in Superflex, and especially wide receivers, right? Like you want to lock up those quarterbacks. The issue is the dissension amongst the top-ranked quarterbacks. Malik, Pickett, Corral, Sam Howe. So because of the lack of excitement or enthusiasm over these quarterbacks, it's forcing players that do not retain the same positional value, such as a wide receiver, even as good as we believe Traylon Burks is, to sort of vault up and catapult themselves to the top of rookie drafts for fantasy football purposes. I do think Traylon Burks is a very special athlete. I think he's a special type of receiver. Uh, You know, Jay, over the past, how long have I been talking about Traylon Burks now? About a year and a half, two years? 16 months, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I'd say at minimum, like 16 months. Uh, my sort of comparison, you know, jo- I've said Josh Gordon, mix of A.J. Brown. I-, I-, I know we're all looking for the next this and the next that, like a Debo Samuel or something like that. But the more that time goes on and you look at the way that Traylon is used, you look at his dynamism, what he brings to the table. I do think Debo Samuel is a good play style comparison, right? Nobody out here confuses or mistakes Debo Samuel not that he can't do it and I'm not saying it's 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 a it's a negative to his game but nobody looks at Debo Samuel and says that's a route technician right he's out there just beautiful routes creates all this stuff with separation with his route running it's his run after the catch ability it's the speed it's the physicality it's the versatility and when you see Debo Samuel you know being up there considered at one point as offensive player of the year and I don't believe he got a single vote in that category um, that's another topic for another day. And you look at how Traylon Burks was deployed and used at Arkansas. I think it's, I, I, I think a larger version of Debo Samuel is a very good play style, play utilization um, comparison. I do think Traylon is a little more athletic. Uh, of course, he didn't stay the four years like like Debo Samuel did. He doesn't have the injury concerns that Debo Samuel had coming out of South Carolina. And even, you know, to a, to a certain degree throughout his NFL career, opposed to this last season, I think uh, before this past season, he played like five games the year before and sort of that was a knock coming out of South Carolina. But just before we get into the meat of the show, what are, what are your thoughts on Traylon being a larger version of Debo Samuel sort of play style? I actually like it a lot. You know, people are going to look at, well, Traylon's not going to rush the ball. But at the same time, I think what you're talking about in a guy who isn't as refined when you watch him run routes, but when he gets the ball is extremely dynamic, is a great way to compare Traylon Burks to a player. And I think you're right in that sense. You know, the way you watch him dominate, the only thing that he can do that Debo doesn't do so much is go over the top. But the run after catch ability and the way that he wins, I think is a great comparison in a way that he could win at the next level as well. Hmm. 100%. So um, let's sort of dive into this and talk about, we always start this thing off talking about who these players were as high school prospects. And I think that's important. Like I I, I like players, and there are a ton of players who didn't have a high star coming out of high school, but when they were highly touted and were highly recruited, it just gives you a little more insight um, as to who the player was. Uh, maybe, you know, what, what what they viewed him as coming out of, of high school. So coming out of Warren, Arkansas, uh, 151 receptions, over 3,400 receiving yards, and 43 touchdowns. Um, Jay, I, I don't have a, a calculator in front of me, but that touchdown percentage 
uh, based off his reception, seems quite high, which is a good thing for Traylon Burks. He was listed at six foot three, 225 pounds, coming out of high school. He was the number one player in Arkansas. He was a top 105 player nationally in his 2019 recruiting class, and he was the 16th best wide receiver available. And he had offers from all the SEC schools, but wanted to stay home in Arkansas, and he did that, right? He went to Arkansas. He played at Arkansas, Arkansas kid. He's an Arkansas boy through and through. Now, let's let's talk about Arkansas for a minute because they were not good, have not been good. I know they had a couple of seasons where uh, they, they were ranked inside the top 25, but you watch Arkansas play, never a, a very good football team, right? So Traylon Burke's freshman season at Arkansas, uh, listen, 29 receptions, 475 yards as a freshman, and you talked about his rushing ability, Jay. He did have nine carries, 35 yards. But here's what I want everybody to kind of like pay attention to, right? They had five different quarterbacks throwing the ball at some point in time in that season. Nick Starkle, Ben Hicks, K.J. Jefferson, who was his current quarterback last year, and Probably a decent-looking NFL draft prospect. I'm not going to say highly ranked. I'm not going to say some locked and loaded top five guy, but he'll get drafted in the NFL draft next year. Uh, Jack Lindsey threw the ball 30 times, and Jerry Jones' grandson, John Stephen Jones, who probably only got a scholarship offer because that is Jerry Jones' alma mater, and he pays a lot of money to the University of Arkansas. They had five different quarterbacks throwing in the ball. None of those quarterbacks in his freshman freshman year had a completion percentage over 54%. It was not good for the Arkansas Razorbacks in 2019. But where Traylon Burks really started to shine was in that sophomore season, right? And when I'm looking at these wide receivers, you want early producers. You want players who got on the field, showed some promise, hell, dominated as a freshman, comes back as their sophomore year does it again and they declare after a junior year. So Traylon Burks in his sophomore season was where he really started to light it up with 51 receptions, 820 yards, seven touchdowns, and again, another 15 carries on the ground. Sophomore season, a little more consistency at the quarterback position. Felipe Franks, the uh, Florida quarterback, transfers to Arkansas. He starts majority of the season, 68% completion percentage, 17 touchdowns, four interceptions, and 2,100 yards. 2,100 yards is not a lot in college. That's like what Bryce Young had after week nine of the college football season. And K.J. Jefferson played sparingly in 2020. So when you talk about early producer in the production that Burks had, he, he was able to demonstrate that early in his career. And then this past season, Jay, is when he really elevated and took his game to another level. Not just the play on the field, just, you know, the, 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 the receptions and the in the yak, it was how he was used, how he was utilized. So when you look at Traylon Burks, let's just look at some advanced stats. Uh, shout out to Jordan Backus. Make sure you uh, support JB, uh, patreon.com forward slash prospect talk. You get all these little player cards for these prospects along with film sessions and all this other stuff, right? So you look at his reception share. What do we want to see? Jay, I can't see my comments, but I know my girl Joe likes that green. When you see a lot of green on the screen, yes, that is very good. 28% of his team's receptions, uh, 2.9 yards, yards per team pass attempt, which is, that's pretty good. You want that number <clears throat> in that greenish, high yellow area, turning green, uh, weighted dominator rating. Again, on the bottom, you see that percentage of receiving yards and touchdown the players accounts for in their offense. 80% for the yards, 24% for the touchdowns. 34.5% is dominator rating, 34.7% in this past season at Arkansas. 
66 receptions, over 1,100 yards, 11 touchdowns, averaging 16.7 yards a reception. 32.2% of his team's receptions were Traylon Burks. Look at the yards per team pass attempt, which is really, really good. 3.52, weighted dominator rating, in freaking sane. Again, yards 80%, touchdowns 20%. He's at 41.8%, which is... Uh, very, very, very good. And then look at the Dominator rating, like dark green, 44.8% Dominator rating. For those of y'all who don't know, 50% touchdowns, 50% yards. So you just look at his analytical profile. He checks the boxes, right? He showed promise in production as a freshman, really broke out in that sophomore season in 2020, and then elevated his game to another level in 2021, only adding, and think about this for a second, Jay, He only tacked on 15 additional receptions, but those 15 additional receptions netted him, what, another, what's that, close to 300 receiving yards and uh, four touchdowns? I mean, that's that's really good for his career. Averages uh, 16.4 yards per reception, uh, almost 25% uh, of his team's receptions, uh, you know, 32% dominator rating, just very good analytical profile for Traylon Burks. So, Again, Jay, checking those boxes, right? High school pro- high school profile is there. We look at the analytics. The data matches up. I'm just looking for as many green check marks, as many boxes as humanly possible with these prospects. And I didn't even mention the fact that he's six foot three, 225 pounds. And you see uh, that there's a picture of one Traylon Burks just holding his oven mitts like this. He wears size 5XL gloves, which... I'm very interested to see what his hand size is at, at the NFL. Like when, when you watch some of the catches that he makes, and I'm not talking about all the highlight stuff, you just see how little the football looks in his hand. They're, they're yep. just massive gloves that he has on. They have to specially order his gloves at Arkansas. And another just fun fact about just the lunch pail mentality of Traylon Burks, he hunts wild hogs with like knives and like just – caveman style right like he's just he's got an nil deal with a a hunting apparel company i mean he is just a backwoods country boy that goes out there and just balls and plays ball one of the things that we didn't talk about is i believe his sophomore season he was listed at 232 pounds and then coming into this season yeah he cut weight and dropped down to like 223 so shed some of the baby weight hit the lab hard and came back a slimmer, faster version of Traylon Burks. And I know recruiting analytics, shout out to my boy, uh, Corey Yates, and everything they're doing with recruiting analytics. I believe they had him timed at over 22 miles per hour um, on one of the runs versus, uh, I think it was Georgia. It wasn't Georgia Southern. It may have been Georgia Southern. This year was like a 90-something yard uh, you know, reception and run. Yeah. While you don't gain a lot from like the big highlight plays like that. But what it shows is the explosiveness to pull away from defenses at that size to be able to take some shit 80 yards, 90 yards, 70 yards. That's where home run speed comes into play. Like in my process, in my model, I don't account a ton for it, right? It's not weighted, you know, not even top five. But those that have it, it boosts and elevates those prospects up. Because when Burks hits the open field, you don't have to worry about him being ran down and caught from behind. Yeah, no, and you mentioned those uh, those 90-yard plays. Burks is probably one of few players in college where if he catches a tunnel screen, 
he could legitimately go to the house on any play. And we see we saw it happen time and time again. And the biggest thing for me when I'm looking at these prospects sometimes is just the consistency. And the biggest consistency that I love with Traylon Burks is his 16 yards per reception. Every single year, 16.4, 16.1, 16.7, that shows that regardless of the volume that we saw, he's producing at the same level consistently. And it just comes down to is how many times can we get him the ball? Because that's ultimately what's going to determine his statistics. When you project players forward, if I was projecting him for next season, I would happily project him for another 16 yards per reception because I know that he can do that at the NFL level. And so for me, and I'm very familiar with Felipe Franks. I'm a Florida fan. That dude is terrible. He threw one pass in the NFL this year, and it was a pick six. This is just, people need to really understand that Traylon Burks chose to go to Arkansas. He wanted to stay home. He, he did it really for his hometown and, and for the people who really, really support him and love him. He could have went to Alabama, Auburn, like any of these schools, but he chose to stay in Arkansas and he really did pay the price from yeah. a quarterback perspective. Yeah. He had nobody throwing him the ball. You talk about KJ, he's like if Cam Newton was terrible. That's exactly what KJ Jefferson is. He's, he not, he's the ball. not that bad. He's not that he, bad. He's, he, he's, he can he's run the ball. Great. He's really big. And you're right, he'll probably get drafted because he's a dual threat guy. He can run the ball. He's a yeah. decent processor. But he's a one read and run or throw it away kind of guy. Or for him chuck it to Traylon because he'll probably bring it down. But for me, man, it's just it's the consistency you see week over week, dominator rating, what he does on the field. The Debo comp is great. I think I, I think I really like that. But I'm curious to see what he looks like on the film. Does he kind of match that? And can he continue to build off of that? And then the other thing I want to ask you about, right, because we got to bring this up. He ran over 66% of his percent of his routes from the slot this year. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, people view him as an X, but again, that kind of Debo style comp, can he stay in the slot? Can he place him outside too and move all over the field? Traylon can definitely do that. All right. Well, let's, that's, that's a good segue, man. Good job. I just won't, I just will not have you intro the show, but that was a great segue into Traylon Burks' tape outside top of the screen. Let's watch Burks work versus Alabama. So we see him X running a go route. Good coverage, but what you see, and I talk about this a lot, people, it's the ability to create the separation at the beginning of the route, inside the route, or at the top of the route. And you see right here at the top of the route, right? Good coverage, but that it, it, it's the Jamar Chase effect. Like, you see Jamar Chase do this all the time, right? Looks like he's covered, and at the last second, he throws somebody down. T. Higgins did it versus Jalen Ramsey in the Super Bowl. So don't focus as much on... Uh, the, the, the route isn't Jerry Judy-esque. I don't give a shit about any of that. What can you do when the ball is coming to you? Can you move around? Can you create that separation? Des Bryant, you can't guard stuff like that. They're just too damn big. So here he is in the slot, motioning across the field versus Georgia in 2020. It's Felipe Franks at quarterback. You see the fluidity there. Watch this. Watch, set in the zone. And that's a good catch. In the sun, Catch it and then take it to the end zone. And you'll see it from this angle when we flip it around. You'll see him just kind of weave into the defense and then cut it back out. It's a it's a very deep, like, out route. You know what I mean? Deep out, drifted up. They knew he was going to be single covered. And then at 225 pounds, you just can't, you, you just, you can't do that, all right? You can't stop it. Now, right here at the bottom, I wanted to get a lot of plays with him being split out. Versus Texas A&M. This was on ABC or uh, Primetime TV. There he is, locked up, man-to-man, -man, press coverage versus Texas A&M. What happens? Good release off the line, and then it's just raw speed, 
right? Just raw freaking speed. Watch the release off the line. Hands, right? He's getting his hands. He's getting his hands into the defender before the defender gets into his hands. There you go. Now, the, the additive is if I'm leaving, if I'm even, I'm leaving. He was even with the cornerback, and then he pulls away. And watch the whole time. He's stumbling down the field, and the damn DB still can't catch him. Like, it's, it's, he's, he's ridiculously fast to be that big in this fast. And I love the handwork. He contacts the DB. Watch him track this down. Boom, right in those 5XL gloves. I'm stumbling, I'm stumbling, I'm 230 pounds, and you still can't catch me. Just a great job by Traylon there. We'll see here, working on a uh, trick play, but I this is stupid, Jay. Watch him reach back. Look, look at him reach back and catch Ooh. that pass right there. Right. I'm going to bring it back one more time. Let me just run it through. Watch him reach back. Give me that. Like, it, just give me that, right? If it's in the air, the catch radius is ridiculous. The hands are marvelous. I'm going to reach back, catch that, and just kind of, you know, I'm too big, so I'm going to fall upfield. This play right here, I, I got to slow it down because it's hard to really get a grasp of what he does on this. Look at the catch. And this play was called incomplete, but it looked like he had a toe down. I mean, look at this, man. Full of, the ball's out of bounds. And Traylon Burks comes down yeah, with that. Man, and when you close. watch this in the broadcast view, it's insane, right? It's an insane reception by Traylon Burks, just showing that catch radius and the hands, all right? Here we go. Burks motioning into the slot, create the mismatch, right? And watch him settle down into the zone. Slow play it, slow play it. Settle down, one-handed reception. You see this? Settle down in the zone, one-handed reception. I mean, this... When I say he put on a show versus Texas A&M, and there are NFL defenders all over the field on here. Watch this. Watch this. Settle down in the zone. Give me that. One hand. One hand. That's 5XL gloves right there. Give me that. Reception. Burks. Easy money. Top of the screen. Outside. Again, another thing you just... Oh, <sighs> You just can't defend it. The DB's there, right? And you see Traylon tells him he's too little. Look at this. Look at the Ooh. catch radius here. KJ Jefferson. What's that uh, meme? Fuck it. Jamar's down there somewhere. That's, that's Traylon yeah, Burks. That's right? Traylon Burks. Just, he's down there somewhere. Look at this. Look at that, man. Still image. And again, uh, it's the hands. It's the catch radius. Boom. Now, this. what's so cool about this play, Jay, is this was a sequence of two. These were back-to-back -back plays in the game. You're too little right there. Uh, okay, Traylon's down there somewhere, and I'm going to land on the defensive back. This was the very next play. We're just going to do it again. Like, you know what? I'm just going to do it again. And that time it was even nastier. Like, Damn. watch this from this angle. Here it comes. I'm just going to do it again. Dude. Ooh. I, I, I mean... That's a touchdown right there. Um, look at that. I just got to pause that. Look at that little the defensive. Look at the catch radius. I want to see his wingspan. I want to see his hand size. I mean, this is this is uh, look, the DB's looking up. There's nothing you can DB do. This dumb, is a, piss down his leg. This, the, Moment this too is big. This is a bad position to be in as a defensive back. And then boom, fall, fall to the end zone. All right, Traylon again. 
He's in the slot at the three set. He's going to run an out and up, sort of a wheel out of the slot at the top of the screen. Watch this. Flare it out, and then watch the body control here. Reverse back, and he gets two feet down. You'll see it from this angle. Versus Missouri last year. Here we go. Here we go. Traylon. And then get inbounds. The body control to do this. Look at that. One foot. Elbow down. That's an NFL reception. One more time. My boy Gene, shout out to uh, Off the Line Fantasy Podcast and uh, the 4D chess guys in the building. Gene said he looks like DK getting the ball in the air. It's actually not yeah. bad. It's actually not bad. One more time, the body control right here. One foot, elbow, NFL catch. And then here we go. Some of the Debo play, right? Boom. Rush it out of the backfield. Reverse field. Pick up the first That's down. That's just You'll someone who's too fast. Just too fast. Yeah, yeah whoever's he playing is. All right. Nope, nothing there. Cut it back. And then just casually pick up the first down. Right? Here he is at the slot. One-on-one. This is not a good spot to be oh, in. Here boy. he is down at the bottom. One-on-one. Scene. Look at this. And then the reception is beautiful. I know oh, it looks terrible. routine. I know it looks routine. But to make this reception, watch it right here from this angle. Right here we go. Pull it back. KJ Jefferson. Look at Burks. Boom. Track it down. Right, right on the money. In the sun. Watch this. So you see the body control. Now you just see sheer speed. And I, I just, one more time, man. I, we got to, like, look at this. One-on-one. I'm gone. Even, leaving, gone, barbecue chicken. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Like, how... I, I really don't think people understand how fast this is at 220-something pounds. One-on-one, slot corner. This, Eight the yards corner cushion. Looks, it looks scary. He's playing. Eric Crocker talks about the gray area. You can't defend him like this. Look at this. Yep, turned his hips way too yeah, slow. And uh, there, there, it was just he, had, he didn't have a chance. The safety, why the safety played over top on the single receiver side is beyond me in the first place with two receivers to the left. But just this reception, drop it in there, Traylon Burks, touchdown. So you're watching this kid, right? And you see the highlights. You see the speed right there. You see the receptions. I, 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 I just look at the girth that he possesses. Look how big he is, right? That's versus Bama this year. The hands. In that game, there goes the one-hander, right? You see the one-hander. There goes that 90-yarder versus Georgia Southern right here where he hit, I believe, 22 miles per hour. And look how big he is. He's just enormous. There goes the catch. Boom. Touchdown in the NFL. I'm just going to body you, land on you. There you go. You see the physicality. You see the power. I mean, this is what you're getting out of Traylon, man. This is what you're getting. And there goes the Alabama play, right? Pulling away from the Crimson Tide, just nasty. Just nasty. Just absolute disgust. Now, I do want to talk about something. So we saw some go routes. We saw some crossing routes. We saw some digs. So shout out to uh, Dwayne McFarland, man. And if y'all aren't following him, uh, I mean, come on, PFF, high stakes, uh, you know, high stakes player. Uh, the FF Hustle. Make sure you follow Dwayne at D-W-A-I-N McFarlane on Twitter. 
but he posted some interesting stuff uh, the other day. So he said, if you're evaluating NFL wide receivers, it's probably good to know what routes the NFL utilizes the most. Wide receiver targets in yards by route run from 2019 through 2021. Do you want to know what the number one targeted route from a wide receiver was in the NFL between 2019 and 2021? Do you have any idea what the route was? Probably a slant. No, more slant, than likely. 9%. The top three routes Ooh. that NFL wide receivers run are the hitch route, the out route, and a crossing route. Traylon Burks on crossing routes, money. We don't see him run a lot of hitches, and that's probably for a reason. Playing inside the slot, trying to get those guys out in space. But the hitch route, 17% of wide receiver targets came on hitch routes. 13% came on out routes. We've seen him do that. 12% on crossing routes. Those are the only three routes that had double-digit targets from NFL wide receivers from 2019 through 2021. The slant route, 9%. The go route, 7%. Screenplay, 7%. And uh, scrambles and adjustment plays, 5%. Other things like a post, a corner, a seam route, 2%, 2%. Comeback route, 1%. Speed out, 3%. So when you're looking at what Traylon Burks does well, out route, good. That's 13% of wide receiver targets in the NFL from 2019 through 2021. Crossing routes, check that. Traylon Burks does that. That's number three with wide receiver targets in the NFL at 12%. And the slant route at 9%. He can run all of that. And then coming in at number five, the go route. We took, we look yep. at some of uh, Traylon Burke's stuff in college. He's got 15 routes. And I think there was a cutoff point of here uh, running that out of the slot. Um, he's got those slant routes done. So just I just want to look at what he does well and how the NFL is utilizing uh, these wide receivers. And I think Traylon Burks fits that mold for all of those guys. Jay, we've got another graphic, right? He was uh, first in yards per route run at 3.57 amongst 2022 eligible wide receivers. Once again, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, name a 2022 draft eligible wide receiver, Traylon Burks, according to PFF, number one in the class with yards per route run. And this is a very predictive stat. If you are running down the field, if your yards that you're running these routes are down the field, there's a good chance that you are going to succeed or at least have a good opportunity to score his fantasy points in the NFL. And he was third amongst all college uh, college wide receivers uh, uh, out of as many of them as they are. Traylon Burks was third in the, third in the league um, in, in, in 2022, 2021. Uh, listen, Jay, everything, again, we look at the green, right? We like to see a lot of green. There it goes. Yes, sir. We want the high school profile. There it goes. We want the film to match. There it goes. Now, my question to you is, as good as he is, or as good as we believe Traylon Burks is, is he worth the 101, even in a year where people aren't as high on the quarterbacks? And let's just play this out. You don't take Traylon Burks at 101, and let's just say you've got a, a, a high second-round pick, right, in rookie drafts. You take your quarterback. You take your running back. Would you be okay with Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller? Would you be okay with Malik Willis or Matt Corral and then coming back in the second with a Chris Olave, with a George Pickens, maybe with a David Bell, a Christian Watson, or if you go Burks early, I mean, the quarterback you're probably looking at if you want. You're not Ritter, getting anybody, right? And the running back you're probably looking at is a Rashad White, Tyler Algier, uh, 
you know, Damian Pierce, Brian Robinson, like from a value team standpoint, what direction are you going in? Are you just like, I don't give a damn about any of the value. I don't care. I want the best player. And I think the best player for fantasy football purposes is Traylon Burks. And I'm taking Burks. For me, I wouldn't take Burks. I'd be the guy trading down or just making another decision. Again, if it's one-on-one, I'm probably going to go quarterback or I'm going to trade down because as good as Burks is, to your point about value and how you build teams and how this draft class is set up, it doesn't make sense to take a wide receiver first. And then what are you going to do? Come back and go BPA, best player available, and take another wide receiver? Again, if you think that Traylon Burks is the best player in the class, then take him. Because at that point, you're taking best player available, which will we do in drafts. But if we're talking about team building, it's not the best situation for you more than likely to take Traylon Burks first. You can take a quarterback or take a running back if that's the way you want to go. But again, I think he's supremely talented. I think the DK Metcalf comparison from a value perspective is fair because if he doesn't have a great quarterback, he may not be elite right away. And I, and I think that we have to take that into account as well. Uh, We've seen some of these guys come in and they and they look great, but he, I think expectations are just so sky high for these receivers now coming in that Traylon Burks and even Garrett Wilson could be a guy who disappoints. And that's the only reason why I'm, I'm fearful of taking a guy this high because if you take him at 101, you're expecting him to be somewhere around Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, And if he doesn't do that, he's a disappointment. And that's my fear of people taking him a one-on-one. Yeah, I, here's my thing. And I, I see a couple of comments, and uh, you kind of hit on it. I don't care where he lands. I'm not, doing, I'm not playing that game again. And Bruning hit it, said it best. Burks might be the one player who remains on your team longer than anyone else in this class. Like, We've seen quarterback situations change like that, right? Everybody is talking about Philly or if he lands in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield. Okay, he's with Baker for a year. If if Baker doesn't work out and Cleveland goes in a different direction, and let's just say they trade for a quarterback or they end up with C.J. Stroud in 2023, you faded Burks because of Baker? Jalen Hurts isn't locked into some long-term deal, and for all we know, who knows? Philly, they say he's the quarterback going in. What if Malik Willis falls there and they just want him? What if Kenny Pickett falls there and they say, we can't pass up the quarterback value? I'm not playing that game again. I've seen it too many times. I played Dynasty long enough to remember when A.J. Brown was a fade in Tennessee. I remember when people said C.D. Lamb was a fade in Dallas. Justin Jefferson was a fade in Minnesota. And Jalen Rager should have been drafted high because Philly had no other wide receivers, so he was the guy. I'm old enough to remember all of that stuff happening. I'm not doing it again. I'm betting on the talent. And I believe that those type of players, at some point, if they are that dude, they will outlast whatever piss-poor quarterback is, is, in the, is there. And here's the thing. They still got to throw the damn ball. You can not like Baker all you want. He's got to throw to somebody, right? And if Burks is there, he's going to get the targets. Now, I saw a couple people saying, does – does Traylon scare me because of the analytics and the film? Does he remind you of Rager? Here's the thing, folks. All we can do is try to hit as many green boxes and check marks as possible. Rager tested like an above-average athlete at the combine. He had the early production. He received the draft capital. He got the opportunity to be the guy. He failed. You can't... It wasn't like... We bet on Rager, and he was a seventh-round pick. He was slow. He did, like, it, he, everything, the process was right. 
the results failed, but the process was right, right? So I'm not, first of all, they're two different receivers, in my opinion. They're two completely different receivers, two different levels of competition. So I don't, I don't, I don't look at both of those guys in the same light. All I'm trying to do, I don't know. None of us know. Jay, you don't know. I don't know. Yep. No analyst knows what these guys are going to become. All we can do is try to to make sure we check off as many boxes as possible when we're looking at investing in these players. So if he's a first round pick, he's got all the green. The analytical profile checks out. He tests like a freak athlete. If we knew the answers to the test, we'd all be batting a thousand percent in fantasy football, but we don't. All we can do is bet on the opportunity, follow the process. And the process is early production, check. Size at, size adjusted athleticism, check. Draft capital, check. Opportunity, check. Gotta invest. Like that's really that's it's the simple equation that it boils down to. Not everybody, and and I said this before, man, is great. Look at what Jamar Chase did this year. Look at what he did. Yeah. Every record broken, shattered. And there were still people coming into the process who thought he would be bad. And I'm not talking, I got Jamar Chase at number two or wider. Some people had him. I don't think he's a top five receiver. I don't think he's a top seven receiver. So all we can do is bet on the process and pray, cross our fingers for the results. I think he and Rager are two completely, totally different wide receivers. Um, and and I'm willing to bet on six foot two, six foot three, two hundred twenty pounds, monster athlete, production in the SEC. I'm with you. The more that time goes on, if you just want to, if you say screw value and you just want the best potential player, I don't think there's a player in this class from a skill position standpoint that's better than Traylon Burks. And the reason yeah. why I think a lot of the um, Big name media, like uh, the more I look at these mock drafts, the more I just don't pay attention to any of them. Uh, I, I, Mel Kiper, Devonte Price, and Pierre Strong as top ten running backs a couple of weeks ago, right? All these guys had Traylon Burks as some like all these dudes were low, and then all of a sudden the Senior Bowl rolls around. It's like oh shit, I got to move them up the ranks. So I really have learned to not pay attention to those. There are people amongst the YouTube community, uh, the Twitter community that I trust a hell of a lot more than the people that are paid a lot of money to be on ESPN or NFL Network, a, a lot more, right? Um, the NFL is going to tell us everything we need to know with these players when it comes to draft capital. There, there's no way in this world. I don't give a shit if Chris Olave was drafted top 10. There's no way I'm taking him before Burks or Garrett Wilson or Jamison Williams or Drake London. Like, I've seen enough in his four years I've seen other players on his own team outproduce him. I'm not worried about what any of these other people think, and I'm also not worried about the landing spot. That honestly factors in like 1% of my process is the landing spot. I don't care. I do not care. Yeah, so you're making a lot of good points, and I totally see where you're coming from. It's just more the question of do you take him 101, and I think I would only take him at 101 if I had to. I think it's just one of those drafts where you don't really want the 101 because there's no clear guy. But if you had to take someone, whether it's one QB Superflex, I think the most sure bet as a talent going into the NFL is 100% Traylon Burks. Yeah, I think he's the best talent. And again, if you want, if you want the best player, if you're just like, I don't give a damn about value, I want the best player, then go with Traylon Burks. But positional value normally, right, normally is going to be the quarterback position, um, especially in super flex. Single quarterback leagues, completely different. Kind. I'm not taking no Malik Willis over Traylon Burks or any of the skill position guys. But in a super flex format, 
traditionally the quarterbacks retain the value longer than any type of wide receiver. And the good thing about this class is if you don't take Traylon Burks, if you miss out on him, if you're sitting at 102 and your league mates takes him at 101, you still have some very good wide receivers in this class to choose from. And I'm not just talking about the top guys. I'm going deeper. The David Bells, the mm. Christian Watsons, the Olave's a great second-round pick. George Pickens, I believe, and I was talking with Jordan Reed yesterday, man, after we did the mock with Jay Reed, he also thinks he's going to be a riser after the combine. There, there's so much depth at the wide, re- wide receiver position this year. Maybe they don't give you Traylon Burks-level production, but you got some guys that can be 60% of that, 70% of that, yep. and you need to backfill your roster with wide receiver two, wide receiver three, wide receiver fours. And if you play in best ball, there's some quintessential best ball type guys in this class. So, again, when I look at Burks, I love him. Uh, I've been talking about Traylon Burks for two years now. It's awesome to finally see the rest of the community come around on what I've known literally for a bit. We've been talking about this shit for two years with this kid. Um, but if I'm sitting at the 101, It'd be hard for me to do it. I would trade because so many people want him. So many people yeah. want that on their roster. I would trade back to 103, grab a 2023 first and maybe a second rounder in 2022 and be happy taking my Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, or my quarterback if it's super flex formats. Any last parting thoughts on Traylon Burks? And I'm sure we'll have a lot of questions about him tomorrow in the Q&A session. But any last, uh, any last questions? I, I'll just say... I do think he's going to be a first-round pick. He is a combination of – he's got that downfield ability of Josh Gordon. When you just see the raw speed, right, you see Josh Gordon. When you see the the big-body yak kind of guy, you see the combination of A.J. Brown, and then you see a little bit of Debo Samuel. I think if he's deployed that way, I don't think he's as dynamic of a rusher as Debo Samuel. Debo legitimately could play running back in the NFL. If he said, I'm just going to play running back, I don't think Traylon could do that. And he's just a lot bigger than Debo Samuel. He's just a lot bigger of a person. Um, But I think I do see some shades. He can do a little Debo stuff on some of the jet sweeps. Uh, But I I think it's more A.J. Brown than Debo Samuel because Debo is truly a running back playing wide receiver who's also a wide receiver who can play running back. And I don't think Traylon Burks can do it quite to the level as Debo Samuel. Uh, But I'm excited about his, his, his prospectus. Any final parting thoughts on Traylon? Uh, I think the A.J. Brown comp is really fair. You know, we, you talked about Debo and what he can do in kind of the tunnel screen game, but it, in the open field, he does sort of look like a more raw, like powerful A.J. Brown because what A.J. Brown does, he makes everything look really easy, and Traylon does that as well. But again, it's just he's a more refined player, a little bit smoother, but Traylon could get there, absolutely. And, you know, if it, with those ball skills and the way he plays the game, he could be looking at an A.J. Brown type of ceiling. And uh, we all know what A.J. Brown's ceiling is. It's it's insanely high, and the dude never even sees the field half the time. And so I think that if you're looking at a player like an A.J. Brown type, a player who produced three years in college, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, Traylon Burks had that ability. He showed that in his yards per route run, his yards per reception. Again, the dude produced whenever he got the ball, and that's why he's going to be great in the NFL. And as far as talents go, absolutely number one in the class. So just for some little some context, right? So in my cornerstone rankings that you get, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash prospect talk. Here go my tier one wide receivers, 2021, 2022, and 2023 classes. These are these are the guys who are tier one wide receiver prospects for me. Uh, Jamar Chase, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Kayshawn Boutte, Jalen Waddell, 
Drake London, and Traylon Burks. So if you're if you're asking me where would I have him ranked amongst 2021 guys, he would be second behind Jamar Chase. Uh, you know, probably over Jalen Waddle for me because of the side, the, sp- the size, the speed, and the production. But he's over Devontae Smith. I have him ranked over uh, over all those guys from 2021 outside of Jamar Chase, and he's right there with Jalen Waddle. And when you look at 2023, I think the guy that we're going to be talking about in the same vein but much different receiver um, as, a, as a potential top five guy in rookie drafts is Ohio State's Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I still have Kayshawn Boutte up there until we figure out what the injury was. Is he going to play at LSU this year? Yeah. I don't know, but uh, I love the prospect. As much as I love the Slim Reaper, as much as I loved Elijah Moore and all those other guys, um, I would take Traylon Burks over all of those guys um, from the 2021 class outside of those two players. Um, but uh, I appreciate y'all tapping in today. Jay, thank you for helping us out. Comments, YouTube, community, thank y'all for uh, all the stuff. I didn't get to see anything as I was going through that. But uh, please, please, please uh, DM or tweet to the uh, the Wake Up Show on Twitter or or leave your comments or questions in the YouTube comments for tomorrow's Q&A show. Um, we're going to do that uh, tomorrow, so make sure you you comment. Tell us what you want to know, if it's about Burks, if it's about other receivers. Um, just let us know. That's our day to give back to you. And then on Thursday, once again, we will be doing a community single quarterback mock draft on Sleeper. We will load the link a little bit before the show starts, so make sure you wake your ass up. You're here early so you can get in there and we can mock your guys' mock. We appreciate you being here. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Love the community. Thank y'all for engaging with us today, and we will see you tomorrow. Y'all have a great day. We out of this thing. Peace.